Blog Talk Radio. Good day to you. It's Andrew Morgan, the Goals Coach, coming to you today on the Goals Coach Daily. Let me ask you a question. What are you afraid of? You know, is fear preventing you from taking action and really pursuing your best life? Some of the, the best ideas in the world will never be heard. You know, I believe and know that some of the best books will never be written and that some of the best businesses will never be started. Why? Fear. The fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of looking bad, being wrong, or sticking your neck out. Fear is drawn to potential. My potential, your potential, everyone's potential, like bed bugs are drawn to a used mattress convention. If you don't deal with it, it will have its way with you. Today we're going to talk about how you can eliminate fear at the root, how you can prevent fear from preventing action in your life, and how you can become fearless. This program is brought to you by AboutGoals.com, a website that's dedicated to helping you to maximize your potential every day and to help you to reach your goals. Go out, take a look at it. What I want to do right now, though, is take us back in time. Let's go back in time about 17 to 18 years. I'll ask you a question. What do you do or what would you do if you were standing on an empty highway in the dark of night with a stranger approaching you with a gun? 17 years ago, 17, 18 years ago, I was driving home from Washington, D.C. to Annapolis, Maryland, which is about a 38-mile drive on a a highway that's two lanes, sometimes three lanes. It was about 9 p.m., and it was a pretty cool evening. I was driving uh, my beige 1970 Mercedes-Benz 380S. Now, listen, I'm not trying to impress you, okay, because 1970, you know, we're talking 17, 18 years ago. That was just an old car, all right? It was an old car, and it had old car problems, one of which was a broken gas hand. It was about 14 miles outside of Annapolis, and the car kind of choked and sputtered, and then it died as I was pulling over to the shoulder. And I managed to get it started again, drove it about another mile before it, you know, sputtered and choked out and and, and just died altogether. It was bone dry, completely dehydrated of gasoline. The stretch of road that I was that I was traveling on had some had woods on one side and 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 open fields along the way, but very few houses, no businesses, nowhere to be seen, and surprisingly there were few lights. So the road was pretty dark that I that I run out of gas on the highway was. Um, you know, this was a time when cell phones weren't as common as they are today. So if I was going to get anywhere, I had to walk. I couldn't call. I had to walk. The nearest gas station was in Annapolis. All right, and I remembered, uh, remembered thinking that there was a payphone off of the next exit, which was about three miles away from me, and there was a desolate parking lot uh, that commuters used during the day, and that's where I could find that payphone. I was just hoping and praying that that thing was working. Otherwise, I was just, you know, I'd have to walk the entire 14 miles. You know, because I'm a pretty big dude, I'm 6'4". At the time, I was 250 pounds. Uh, you know, and, and I'm walking on a dark highway at night, I really didn't expect or, or want anybody to pick me up, so I walked. 
I walked. And every every 30 seconds, every minute or so, a car would pass me doing about 60 miles per hour, and that was fine with me. My eyes had adjusted to the darkness, and I could see that I was walking past a pretty uh, low plant growth area. It was possibly a field. And as I was noticing that, um, a car that had passed me, uh, about a quarter mile up the road, I saw the brake lights from it. And, and I realized that they pulled over. All right, and and then I noticed that the hazard lights were on, or that the the brake lights began to blink. And I remember thinking that you know some other poor unfortunate soul was having car trouble on this empty highway, just like me. Um, I told myself to to be sure not to startle them when I approached the car when I got near the car, because I would imagine it would be pretty surprising just to have somebody kind of pop up, you know, just sitting on the side of the road. I continued to walk, and I realized that someone was now walking towards me, okay? And I can see that they were wearing a, a white T-shirt of some sort and jeans. And, you know, I talk to people today about clarity and focus. Let me tell you guys something. In that moment, I had complete clarity and focus because as I got closer to that person, I noticed the outline of the grip of a pistol tucked inside his jeans, all right, his T-shirt was behind it. The pistol, the pistol grip was just as clear. Actually, I'm saying pistol. It was a Glock. I could tell it was an automatic, an automatic weapon. And and believe me, my mind was was focused in that moment. And 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 I had a quick flash. I could see the article in the paper the next day. Literally, it just flashed in my head: husband and father of two found dead on highway. And I remember thinking for a split instant that this is how it ends. And and that flash was just there for a fraction of a second because as we were about three um, about three feet away from each other, there was fear, but there really wasn't. You know, I had accepted what could happen on that road, and I was ready. I was literally ready for action. I was ready to do something to prevent it. My muscles were poised, and, and they were ready for action. My mind was clear. The adrenaline was flowing, and I was ready to strike. He asked me, if that was my car that he passed on the shoulder. And I said, yeah, I ran out of gas. And he asked me if I wanted a ride. And when he said that, I looked at him. I, you know, I could kind of focus in on his face a little bit, and I recognized him. You know, it was someone that I'd gone to high school uh, with, or we went to high school at the same time, same high school, same time, and didn't know him, but, you know, you kind of just know of people. And I remember um, hearing that he had become a police officer in, in Washington, D.C., and, and just like that, the fear began to, to fade. You know, when we got in his car, he realized as he was getting in the car that the grip of his gun had been exposed, and he apologized for the, the possible scare. And, you know, I just said, you know, that's cool. Because you know, like I said on yesterday's program, I was raised to be cool, all right? <laughs> the fact of the matter is is that while it was happening, I was scared. There was fear, but it was good fear. It was fear in a good way. Because of that fear, I was ready to respond to the danger that was before me. And that's healthy. That's what fear is really all about. It, it's it's a, a response that, that kicks into your body so that if you go all the way back in time, it's there to help you to either fight or to either flee or fight. And, and that's what good, healthy fear is. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is is that, is, that, is that as I talk to people about reaching their goals, about going for it, about making changes in their life, about doing something that's outside of their box, one of the things that I find is that there's fear that prevents them from taking action. And it's not the same kind of fear that you face or that you feel when you're facing a real danger. 
You know, fear is a, is defined as a distressing emotion aroused by a perceived threat. It's the ability to recognize danger and to flee or to fight. You know, it's also worth noting that fear is something that almost that's almost always related to future events, such as a worsening situation or a continuation of a situation that's unacceptable. And that's the fear that most of us deal with today. You see, in those instances when you have to do something because there is a life-threatening danger in front of you, you basically just do it. You respond or you react. There's not a lot of fear. There's fear, but it's not extended over a long period of time. Your body, your adrenaline gets pumped, your heart pumps faster, your body's ready to respond, and, and that's a natural reaction or response to a fear. That's the kind of, of fear that, uh, that I, I like to say is coming from a real danger, a life-threatening danger, you know, a gun pointed at you in the hands of someone who's threatening you. That's a fear. Uh, that's, that's a life-threatening fear, a truck coming at you in traffic. Okay, that's a real danger. That's a life-threatening fear. Being dragged to the bottom of a raging river by a hungry hippo, all right, that's a real danger. And that happened. I saw it on a, on, on a, on a Discovery Channel. Um, but that's real danger, you know, and if you don't do something, you'll die. Game over. So guess what? You do something. The fear that most of us are faced with or that, that we have to deal with each and every day is a, is a fear of a perceived danger. It's a perceived danger. It's a what could happen next, what might happen next. You know, uh, Michael Pritchard said that fear is that little dark room where negatives are developed. And that's what most of us do. You know, when fear kicks in, we go into that little dark room and we begin to develop the negatives. And we start to go, if this happens, this could happen, and that. And what happens then is that fear becomes anxiety. Anxiety is basically a state of apprehension, and anxiety creates a lot of mental tension. And that mental tension is the thing that prevents you from action, from taking action. So, you know, there's real fear and there's perceived fear, or there's real danger, rather, and there's perceived danger. All right? Most of us, when we're dealing with perceived danger, it's related to loss. You know, and I like to call them the seven Ps. You, you fear that you're going to lose a possession you feel that you're going to lose power. You fear that you're going to lose position. You feel that you're going to lose people. You feel that you're going to lose promise or potential. You feel that you're going to lose protection, or you fear that you're going to lose a particular pleasure that you enjoy. And that's a perceived, those are all perceived dangers. So what's wrong with a little perceived danger? Fear. Well, when fear leads to inactivity, or when fear prevents you from taking action, that's when you need to pay attention to it. Because when, it, when fear prevents you from taking action, self-fulfilling prophecy sets in. You know, when, when you think that the worst is going to happen and then you find that the worst is happening, all right? When fear prevents you from taking action, that's when the anxiety sets in. And the anxiety and the stress and the worry, it takes its toll on your body. It weakens you mentally, it weakens you emotionally, and it weakens you physically. And it puts you in a place where whatever it is that, you, that, that could have happened actually now has the ability to, act, to happen. You know, when fear prevents you from taking action, what's really going on is that helplessness, that feeling of helplessness will lead to a feeling of hopelessness. And that feeling of hopelessness will lead to despair and self-destruction. And when I say self-destruction, what I'm saying is that you literally begin to work against yourself in the creation of an undesirable outcome in your life. 
All right? How many people listening can relate to what I'm talking about? Have you ever had something that just there was that feeling of impending doom in your stomach? It just things just you just knew something bad was going to happen. You just knew in your in your head and in your heart, you just worried over and over and over again that wow, there's something devastating that's about to happen in my life. And what happens when we get in that place and we don't take action is that chances are you're really at the mercy of, of circumstances. You know, maybe it doesn't happen, maybe it never was going to happen, or what's worse is it actually comes to pass because you didn't take action. Now, taking action is no guarantee to success, but that's not what you need. What you need to do and what you need is basically the, the ability to act. Regardless of what's going to happen, you need to do something. Why? Because when you take action, the fear goes away. If you want to learn how to become fearless, just learn how to act, regardless of what you may be feeling. You know, I talk to uh, the, the, my coaching clients about, uh, about being an objective goal setter. And an objective goal setter is someone who sets and works towards goals without the um, without emotion. And I don't mean that in a cold way. What I'm saying is that you don't have to always get them motivated to take action because on the other side of being motivated to take action is not being motivated to take action. And when you're not motivated or if you're depending on the feeling to get things done, you'll find that when you feel like doing it, you'll make great headway. But when you don't feel like doing it, you don't do anything. So when we talk about becoming an objective goal setter, and that's what we want to get everybody to, a point where you have good goals, you've taken the time to really measure whether or not this is something that's worthy of your time and your energy, and you have that goal, once you have it, you objectively work towards it. You have steps that you take, and they're written and they're laid out so that on that morning when you wake up and you just don't feel like it, you just sit down, look at your list, and you do it anyway. You're not depending on that emotional feeling. Fear is that emotion that prevents you from taking steps. When you take action, regardless of how you feel, becoming fearless means that you get to a point where you are objectively reaching your goal, and that's ultimately what you want to get to. Let me ask you a question. What's the difference between you and Donald Trump? Now, I know you're probably thinking there are a lot of differences, but one of the primary differences you might be thinking is that Donald Trump is a billionaire, and, well, you're, let's just say you're not, <laughs> okay? That's an obvious difference, but that's really, the, that's really only a difference in, in financial accomplishments and resources. What's the core difference between you and Donald Trump or someone like Donald Trump? I'll tell you what the core difference is between Donald Trump and, and millions and millions and millions and millions of other people. It's the fact that he takes action in spite of his fears. Now, you might find it hard to believe that he would actually have anything that he's afraid of, but let's consider this. He's only human, for one, and two, he lives a pretty public life. So if he falls flat or if he fails to do something, you know, it's seen in plain, in plain view, and it's judged a great deal more harshly than if you or I didn't follow through on a goal or if we fail to accomplish something. You know, Donald wrote um, at, at one point he said that I was afraid. And this is the Donald speaking. I was afraid. Was it really going to be good? What if it was a disaster? How long would it take to recover? And these are the thoughts that went through Donald Trump's head a week before the premiere of The Apprentice. We all know how that story turned out. 
He pressed on. The show is a big hit, and it actually helped, according to him, it helped his brand to become even more known around the world than anything else in his business, and it ultimately helped his business. You see, there was fear, but the fear was not paralyzing. So learning to take action in spite of fear is the key to becoming fearless. Let me give you a few other tips on on what you can do to overcome the fear when you feel it. Now, one of the key things that I want you to do whenever you're in that place where you're just a little bit scared, where you're about to embark on a new adventure and you're just not sure how it's going to turn out, the first thing I want you to do is if you're finding that that fear is persisting is to get out of your head. Get out of your head. Your mind is an amazing thing. It has the ability to solve problems. The challenge is is that it will attempt to solve problems even if the problem is not real. And it goes into a kind of a scenario analysis process where it just keeps bringing up worst-case scenarios for the purpose of preparing you to do something. But when it only stays in your head, you never do anything. And when you don't, when you don't do anything, those that scenario planning, that scenario, the scenario analysis uh, becomes more damaging and does more more damage than good. And let me give you an example of of kind of um, of of what that sounds like in real time. Tell me if you can ever. Uh, relate to this. Here's the thought. When I, you know, when when this is someone who's focusing on the on the problem, you know, what if blank happens? Then I will lose blank. Example of it is if I don't finish this report, I'm going to miss this deadline. All right, that's a fact. But the mind will take you through scenario planning, which is if I miss this deadline, I'm going to receive a bad performance evaluation. If I receive a poor performance evaluation, I'm going to get fired. If I get fired, I'm going to lose my house. If I lose my house, I'm going to be homeless. If I'm homeless, I'm going to lose my family. If I lose my family, I'll die alone. If I die alone, I'll be a nobody. And the way that the mind shrinks all of that thinking down real quick is like this. If I don't finish this report, I'll be a nobody. Stress, 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 stress. Worry, 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 worry. You see, it's important for us to get out of our heads and to examine what we're thinking about if fear is something that you're feeling. You want to ask yourself, what is the threat? And is this real or is this imagined? All right? And once you do that, you want to then refocus your energy. So number one, get out of your head. Number two, refocus your energy. Here's the thing with energy. Your energy has the uh, ability your, your thought energy has the ability to expand whatever you focus on. The energy that you spend over, agonizing over a situation actually makes the situation bigger, okay? It, it makes the thing bigger. It, it, here's an example of how it works. Uh, for 30 seconds, I want you to not think about the color red, all right? Don't think about the color red for 30 seconds. Starting right now, don't think about the color red. I want you to remove red from your mind. I don't want you to think about red at all. Don't think about red radio flyer wagons. Don't think about red robins. Don't think about red ribbons. Don't think about red cherry Kool-Aid. I don't want you to think about red popsicles or red bicycles. I don't want you to think about red at all. Totally remove the image of the color of red from your mind. Remove the thought of red shoes or red hats or little red Corvettes or red scarves or red fire engines or red Ferraris or anything red. No red at all. No red at all. We're coming up on the end of the 30 seconds. How are you doing? <clears throat> I know how you're doing. You're thinking about red. 
to resist the thought is to think about the thing that you're resisting. You know, if you have a problem and you're trying to think through the problem by thinking about the problem, you're only going to make the problem bigger. You have to focus on the solution. You have to focus on re, you have to refocus your energy to the solution and what it, what's the desired outcome that you want. You know, okay, if this could happen, all right, you acknowledge that. But now, what is it that you want to happen? Refocus your energy. I'll take you to the exercise again and show you how to actually how to refocus your energy. Same objective, the color red, all right? 30 seconds, don't think about red uh, for 30 seconds. What I want you to think about instead is green, all right? I want you to think about lush meadows of green grass gently swaying in the cool afternoon breeze like a soft rolling wave. I want you to think about a green frog sitting on a green lily pad wearing a green hat with a, a green feather in it. I want you to picture a beautiful woman with deep green eyes. I want you to think about three stacks, three tall stacks of fresh, crisp, green $100 bills. Think about, think about a head of lettuce green lettuce with cool drops of water rolling down the leaves. Think about green slippers and dark green avocados and green olives in a martini glass. Think about green clovers and, and little green leprechauns with green shoes that curl at the tip and a, a big green hat with a, a green buckle on it. Think about a hot, steamy plate of spinach, green spinach on a plate. See, my point is this. You're thinking about green and when you think about that, that expands. So if you think about the solution to your problem or the thing that you fear, you will expand the solution and the possibilities to finding new solutions. It comes from focusing or refocusing your energy not on that which you fear but on that which you desire, the desired outcome that you're looking for. All right, that's that's it. Get out of your head, number one. Learn to refocus your energy, number two. And then the third thing that you can do to overcome fear and to prevent fear from preventing action is to make a habit of educating yourself when you reach a point where you don't know something or when there is a fear that comes up. You see, fear, you know, Zig Ziglar uh, years ago said that fear is false evidence appearing real. He used turned the word fear into an into an acronym for false evidence appearing real. And and very often when there's something that we fear, it's the unknown about it that we fear. You know, you, you our fear of the dark is the fear of the unknown. What could happen? The uncertainty creates fear. And that goes all the way back to our childhood. The way that you get past that is pretty simple. Educate yourself. As, a, as adults, we get to a point where we think we know it all, and then we stop learning. And because we stop learning, we will reach, and we do reach the limits of our knowledge. And when you reach the limit of your knowledge, you can't go any further. It's one of the reasons why people get stuck. They don't get stuck um, from an emotional standpoint. They get stuck in their knowledge. They, don't, they can't do more because they don't know more. So make a habit of educating yourself when you're looking at any any problem that you might have or any fear that you might have, all right? You have to understand that fear comes from not knowing. When you know, the fear goes away. When that when when the, the gentleman was approaching me on the highway in the dark and I see that he has a gun, what I didn't know was his intentions. The fear came from the fact that I didn't know his intentions. Was the fear 
did the fear come from that of him having a gun? Not really. I didn't know what he intended to do with it. That's where the fear came from. And because I didn't know his intention, my mind started doing some scenario planning and some scenario analysis. And, and it, of course, it went to the little dark room, and it began to produce the negatives. Okay, he's going to shoot me. He's going to try to shoot me or rob me. I can't imagine why you'd rob someone who ran out of gas on a highway in the middle of nowhere. I guess you'd take whatever they have. But, um, but that's, you know, the, the fear was not of the gun. It was of his intentions. So I had to educate myself on his intentions. Now, I couldn't read a book on it, but I was watching him. I was looking at his body language. I was, you know, I kind of trusted my gut enough to reach a point where, okay, is this person, does this person pose a danger or not? Because the fact of the matter is I was probably, and probably still am, I mean, a good six inches taller than this person. I was a much bigger person, so he was probably just as afraid as I was. This is that he had something, he had the, the confidence of knowing he had something that would help him to deal with the fear. Uh, but, you know, the, the key to that, the, the, to, the key to the third step is to educate yourself. Educate yourself. Know that every problem has a solution. And just because you don't know what the solution is, it does not mean that the solution does not exist. So if you approach every situation in your life, uh, every problem, every fear that you have with the knowledge that every, every problem has a solution, you then you uh, can get on with the business of looking for that solution. And the beautiful thing about this is, is that as soon as you begin to take action, fear begins to retreat. As soon as you step into it, you know, it's like a scared dog. All right, fear is like a it's like a scared dog. It will bark at you, it will it will make it will growl, it will bare its teeth, but when you step towards it, it will retreat. And if you're not stepping, if you're not stepping, it will continue to uh to appear to attack. And guess what? You did you might not know this, but even a scared dog will chase you if you run. Even a cowardly dog will chase you if you run. And most of the things that we fear are like that scared dog. They're only chasing you because you are running from them. It's only chasing you because you're running. Stop running. Stand and take a stand and face that thing and move towards it simply by taking action. Taking action. The greatest danger of fear is inactivity. Three things that you can do to overcome fear is to, one, get out of your head. Write that thing down. Get it on paper. Do not depend or count on your thought process to get you past it. The second thing that you can do is to refocus your energy. Take your eyes off the problem, determine what the desired outcome is, and put your eyes and your energy and your focus on creating that desired outcome. What do I need to do to make this happen? And then take the steps. And the third thing is to educate yourself. Educate yourself, educate yourself, educate yourself. We are so beautifully made that we don't know what we don't know. Did you know that? You ever learn something new and just go, wow, I didn't know that? 
and it's amazing how you're able to function with the the limited amount of knowledge that you currently have, myself included. That's just human nature. It would blow your mind if you knew everything that you didn't know. It would put you in a state of absolute paralysis. So because you don't know everything, assume that when there's fear, it's coming from a place of not knowing and begin to educate yourself. All right? So are we finished? Yeah! I feel like Rob Roy or somebody, man. I want to paint my face, hop on a horse, and take a kingdom. Who's with me? <laughs> Woo! I'm telling you, man, that's licking in oil. I like that. Listen, you're listening to the Goals Coach Daily. I come to you every day at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. If you're on the West Coast, you get to hear me first thing in the morning. If you want to listen to the archives of the program, you can do so by going to blog talk radio slash goals underscore coach. You know, my purpose in, in doing this program is to simply to, to empower and to uplift and to give you something that's going to be a boost in the middle of your day and to help you to power through the rest of your day and reach those goals that you have set. You know, life is an amazing thing, and it offers so much more than meets the eye. You know, it really does. The only the only challenge is, is that you can't see anything, you can't see any more than you're able to focus on. So there's a great deal more that life has to offer you. I guarantee it. It's sitting right there and waiting for you, but you have to open up your eyes, expand your vision, and reach out for it to make it happen. Now, this is Andrew Morgan, the goals coach, telling you as always, get up, get out, and get going. Know that. Get up, get out, and get going. I want you to live. I want you to live fully. I want you to live free. I want you to live without any regrets. And I want you to know that the world is a better place because you, my friend, are in it. Just make sure that what you do today is an affirmation of that truth. We'll talk to you next week.